0: You're listening to DraftKings Network. In the contract requires an exercise starting March 17th. Now, normally that would just transfer to the Jets and it's not a big deal, but maybe there's a reason. Maybe this cannot be consummated until March 17th. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. We're produced by Jack Connell, music producer Sam Brandt. We are presented always by DraftKings. It's a simulcast week where so much is going on in the world of football and the business of football. I come on with my partner now and then, and here we are. Ross Tucker and I joined together to do both the Ross Tucker podcast and the Business of Sports podcast. You're going to hear us both in this special edition Get into what is going on with our friend Aaron Rodgers, what is going on in free agency, what went on with that Bears trade out of the number one pick, and more inside the Packers and Jets trade, all of that to come on the Business of Sports podcast. First, a word from our sponsor, Indochino. This is great clothing at an affordable price, and it always fits well. It lets you design anything you want to wear, fine-tune every detail, from lapels to linings, monograms to pocket flaps, and more. You can get a suit, a beautiful suit, starting at $4.99. You can get fitted shirts at $89. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Set up your measurement profile like I did on their website. You choose fabric, customizations without even leaving your house. Or book an appointment at a showroom near you. Let Indochino's style guides help you and your groomsmen with every detail if you're doing a wedding. Their team of experts has the resources, style, advice, and professionalism to make your dream suit a reality. So when planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Your wedding, any wedding. Go to Indochino.com. Use code BOS. That's Business of Sports. Get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's IndoChino.com. Promo code BOS. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Just a word to know about tonight, recording this on Tuesday, Pi Day, March 14th, I'm hosting a webinar all about NFL business as we start the new league year tomorrow, about the cap, about contracts, about how that all came to being, about some of these deals that were signed recently, like Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Derek Carr, and the ones signed just yesterday in free agency. You're going to look inside them with me. All you have to do is sign up at sportsbusinessleague.com, sportsbusinessleague.com. Go to the info for webinar tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a small price. I hope to give you good value for that. Now, without further ado, my SimoCast podcast, along with the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Business of Sports Podcast with Ross Tucker.
1: All right, Andrew. You know this person. You've signed contracts with this person. You are on some level friends with this person, at least friendly. We need to get your thoughts, and I've been seeing you on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. Remember, I'm Ross Tucker. For those of you listening on the Business of Sports, we like to do a simulcast every few weeks because we just like to. We want to make sure Business of Sports podcast listeners check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and Ross Tucker Football Podcast listeners – need weekly Andrew Brandt on the business of sports, even when he's not here on the Raw Tucker football podcast. We are, I guess 24 hours into quasi free agency, which that's a whole other question we'll get into. Why do they even have this period anymore? It's a total waste of time. We all know what's going on right now, but I'll start with this Aaron Rodgers still not confirmed with the jets.
0: What do you think is going on here, Andrew? Yeah, Ross, always good to do this together, especially this time. It has been only 24 hours, but you would think Jets fans, and to some extent Packer fans, it's been 24 days. And it probably has been since the end of the season, since we expected an answer from Rodgers. What I think is going on, a couple things. Number one, it appears we only have one suitor for Aaron Rodgers, and let that sink in. Only one team has expressed interest That's the New York Jets. That really reduces the trade package that the Green Bay Packers are going to get back. Maybe they're trying to wrangle out some more trade assets in this deal where they're only negotiating with one team. What else could be going on? There's rumors about trying to get little Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb on that team as part of the Aaron Rodgers package and bringing his old buddies on the receiving side. To the Jets, that would mean a Jets receiver or two would have to come back in the trade. That could be part of it. There's trade negotiations going on about multiple players, not just Aaron Rodgers. It could also be something where this option, getting a little technical here, in the contract requires an exercise starting March 17th. Now, normally that would just transfer to the Jets and it's not a big deal, but maybe there's a reason. Maybe this cannot be consummated until March 17th, because the option exercise of Rogers' money for 2023 starts on that day. So I don't know if that's part of it. But what we're learning is that Aaron Rodgers is a different cat. It's not going to go quickly. And maybe he's still thinking about options. But the last thing I'll say, Ross, is the one option that does not appear available to Aaron Rodgers, we talked about this for weeks now, you and I, and especially I have, is the Packers. It's not an option. And I would be more shocked than anyone if we somehow come out of this and he's back on the Packers. I don't think they want that. And I would think he doesn't want that. So what is complicating all of this is that it's either trade or retire and I don't see him walking away from $60 million, even though he's a different guy. So it'll happen. Just seems when and how is the only questions left.
1: You know, I was curious, Andrew, and wondering, like, what is going on? Like, what, why? Because they make it sound like everybody is waiting on an answer from Rogers. You know, and, and yeah. I thought, I saw your tweet, which I kind of agreed with, which was that, The Packers and the Jets know what's going on. Aaron Rodgers knows what's going on. But for whatever reason, he's waiting before he actually announces it. I know that's very important to him. I would argue maybe irrationally important to him in terms of the information and where it comes from. Trey Wingo said that it's a done deal yesterday. um, And Trey Wingo was the first one that had said that, The Jets and Aaron Rodgers were talking. He was also the one two years ago that said, if Randall Cobb comes back to the Packers, then Aaron Rodgers will. That was back in 21. So Trey Wingo is pretty plugged in to Aaron Rodgers somehow, some way. He says it's done. Um, And I was kind of wondering what's going on. Now I almost think, Andrew, that Rodgers knows this is the most leverage he'll ever have. And he's trying to get what he wants in the form of Cobb and Lazard. And I guess I kind of respect
0: it. And I'm not sure. I think it's probably done, Ross, like Trey said. But I'm not sure the compensation's done. In other words, they're going to do this. But if you're the Jets, what are you paying for one year of Aaron Rodgers? And if it's going to be two years, that's a different story. So my guess is we're going to have a pick in 2023 draft. Then a pick in twenty twenty four draft based on Rogers' performance in twenty twenty three, then I would think there's something in the trade that says if Rogers is on the team in twenty twenty four, something else goes back to the Packers. Because even if they say it like they did last year, I don't think there's any reason to believe Aaron Rodgers is committed past twenty twenty three. So that becomes a complicating factor in the trade. I mean, we had two teams interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. We had three teams interested in Derek Carr. We have one team interested in Aaron Rodgers. I know that he's older and I know the money's higher, but, but still, the Packers are going to be hard-pressed to get something impressive out of this trade compensation-wise. So my guess is it could be done in that we're going to make a deal, But leverage is a big thing right now for Aaron, for the Packers, who saw the Jets fly out there in a private plane, and for the Jets, who know they're the only suitor. So this is high-stakes stuff. Who's going to blink first? Well, that's what's
1: interesting, because the comments from Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers, made it very clear, Andrew, that they don't want Aaron Rodgers back. And that was the first time that it was very obvious from someone of authority that they don't want him back number one that couldn't have made aaron Rodgers feel good even if he knew that that's the case for them to publicly come out like that i i gotta imagine that bothered him andrew and then number two you know how do the packers have any leverage i mean they clearly don't want him back and they clearly don't want to pay him 60 60- if i'm the jets i feel like i would I would ride a really hard bargain. And I know the Packers can say, well, the Jets need them now. The Jets don't have any other options. I think that's kind of what's going on, you know, is that both sides think that the other side doesn't really have any other choice.
0: We haven't talked about this in a while. This this deja vu for me, Ross, is just eerie. Let's just go through it quickly. (laughs) 15 years ago, we had a quarterback who had sat on the bench for three years behind a Hall of Fame quarterback and we were ready to hand him the keys to the franchise and basically gave a message to Brett Favre, it's time. Here we are. Fifteen years later, we, there's a quarterback on the bench, first-round pick, three years, about to send past the Hall of Fame quarterback, and the message given is we're ready to move on. It's uncanny, and it may end up with both players going to the Jets, too, which is amazing. It is exactly what went on with Favre. We didn't tell Favre we don't want him. But we made it clear we're ready to move on to Rodgers. And I think they've made it clear they're ready to move on to Love. I just think this is the natural ascension point, the pivot point, and the contract reflects it, too. So, yeah, what's the trade going to be? I think it's going to be limited for the Packers, as it was with Favre. And a lot, I think, is going to depend on his performance this year on what they get back, not this year, but next year in a draft pick because I don't know what they can ask for out of this draft. Like, okay, you know, you're the only option. So maybe that's part of it. Like I said, maybe a receiver or two comes back in the trade because they're about to sign two Aaron Rodgers cronies as receivers. It seems like with Lazard and Cobb. So we'll see. You know, if I'm paying them $60 million for one
1: year, Mm-hmm. Andrew and I'm the Jets. I don't really want to give anything of value hardly for for Rodgers. I mean, I'm not giving up much in terms of a draft pick. If I'm paying him $60 million, by far the most in the NFL for one year, right? Yeah. I mean, I know they're not going to try to get Aaron to take less. That would be a bad idea because he's got $60 million guaranteed. Why would he do that? So unless the Packers can figure it out to somehow adjust his contract and pay some of that. I, if I'm the jets I'm not giving them 60 million and and a premium draft choice right? Yeah,
0: let's just make this clear. The Packers trade Aaron Rodgers they're taking on a 40 plus million dollar dead money charge. That's extraordinary. For the Packers as someone who managed that cap for 10 years and avoided dead money at all costs, that's an extraordinary cost. It's going to be the second highest ever to Matt Ryan the Falcons. If they do pay some of that contract whether it's a dollar 10 million or 20 million dollars that only adds to the dead money, so it's, there's no way to get it less than forty million, which is going to be the biggest charge on the Packers cap by far. They can actually make it more than forty million just to get good draft pick back by paying some of the salary, because the only way to pay it is in a bonus. So that's going to be hard to do too. They're they're in a rock and a hard place, Ross, because they went all in last year for some reason. You know, this is what happens when you grovel to a superstar year after year, and now you want to move on. I don't know what they were thinking last year. Of course, he comes off two MVPs, but to get themselves in this situation, wow. I mean, the Packers went all in on a guy that was year to at, year at most last year. It's fascinating.
1: It really, really is. Um, I do want to get your thoughts Ross. the you know, other things going on
0: since we're in free agency and Ross, really
1: even last Friday evening Ross, the
0: trade which uh hold on, was Ross. oh go ahead i'm since we're co-hosting this i want i want your opinion what do you think will happen and when um i think aaron rodgers will get traded
1: to the jets and I think it will happen probably in the next twenty four hours for i what? think he is squeezing every ounce of the leverage out of it. And because he knows that once the trade happens, once he allows it to happen or says he's on board, he knows that he doesn't really have any leverage anymore. He can't really get the jets to do what he wants to do that. The most leverage it's like, I think you've tweeted this before at Andrew Brandt. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, but You know, the most leverage that any impending uh, free agent has for their own team is like the 30 minutes right before free agency starts, right? Right. Well, I think Rodgers has figured out that once he accepts the trade, once the trade's official, the Jets don't really have to do the things that he tells them to do. But now, right now, is when he has the ability – to kind of make the Jets do what he wants and whether that's just getting players to New York that he wants to play with or maybe he's just hooking up his buddies. And honestly, it's so rare, Andrew, for a player to have this kind of leverage that I kind of love it. I mean, I kind of love when a player, you know, what's the old expression? Now it's fun when the rabbits got the gun. Not as fun <laughs> for the teams when it's the player yeah. having the leverage over them. Rogers did it last year. He's doing it this year. And I think it's hilarious. It makes me happy.
0: You're so right. I mean, as someone who negotiated 10 years on the team side, it's rare when you don't have the leverage. It's rare. Most of the time you're dealing with guys that'll take whatever you offer them. Most of the time. And then sometimes you got to squeeze out a few hundred thousand here or there. But this is rare where they're like, yeah, Rodgers knows he's just going to be another player on a contract in a couple weeks. So, yeah, I get it. I agree with you on that.
1: Um, I went from thinking it was annoying and not liking the way Rodgers was handling it to now, like I said, I, I legitimately respect it on some level because he realizes how unique of a situation this is and he's got certain players he's comfortable with, and he wants there. Now, the only thing that bothers me a little bit about that, Andrew, is like, well, what's wrong with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis? You know, he hasn't played with those guys. They might be awesome. He might love playing with them, just like he learned to love playing with Christian Watson last year. That's the thing I think is a little bit strange there, right, is that it's like, you know – why, why do you think Randall Cobb is better than Elijah Moore? Maybe he doesn't even think that maybe he just wants him, you know, maybe he just wants him there. Cause they're
0: buddies. Yeah. I also think this narrative out there that Aaron's holding the, the team hostage, he's not holding the Packers hostage, assuming he's not coming back. Right. They're going to take the $40 million cap whenever they can take it tomorrow. They can take it in two weeks. They can take it in a month. And then, in terms of what they're going to get back from the Jets, that's probably their whole they're the ones holding that up, not Aaron Rodgers. So, I there's no holding hostage anywhere unless these teams have agreed to terms and they're just waiting for Rodgers to give go ahead. I think that's been done. If you are being held
1: hostage, Andrew, my recommendation is to drink Labatt Blue Light. <laughs> there's no better way to endure a hostage situation than drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and living life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly, of course, beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I do want to get your thoughts on the huge trade for the Panthers and the Bears. Yeah, With the Bears getting two ones, two twos, and DJ Moore from Carolina. I thought it was really interesting that both Albert Breer and Peter King said that the Panthers don't necessarily know who they're going to take with that number one overall pick. So start with just the trade itself between the Bears and the Panthers, Andrew.
0: I have a couple of thoughts. Number one, it's so interesting that an unknown rookie, whoever it is, will garner two ones and two twos when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting a mid-round pick or when we're talking about whoever veteran making how many picks to, to get them. we That's what I mean here is that people underestimate my side of the world. They underestimate the business side of these trades, the financial So if it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whoever it is, they're going to make in four years less than Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson is going to make in one year. That matters. People have to understand that they're getting the two ones and two twos, not because Stroud or Young, whoever is going to be this Hall of Fame player. Part of it is because they're going to have this player under minimum wage relatively for four years. Again, I'll say it. Four years making less over four than Lamar Jackson is going to make over one. So people have to think about that aspect. The other thing that strikes me about the trade, Ross, is the Bears. The Bears have $100 million to cap room. The Bears, before DJ Moore, had one player making over $10 million, Eddie Jackson at $12 million something. They are by far the lowest payroll in the NFL, And at some point, they're going to have to pay someone to meet these minimum threshold standards for spending by teams. So they almost need to pay DJ Moore $20 million. And then they signed some free agents yesterday. They're going to sort of add to their payroll. But I've never seen a team like the Bears, where going into last week, their highest paid player made $12 million. And they basically had a a payroll of rookie contracts. So they're going to start paying people, and they have to right now. As for the Panthers, they're taking a big swing, and you know you know the old saying, can't do anything without a quarterback. So that's the way they're going. Do you
1: believe that they don't know who they're going to take with the number one overall pick, that there's a couple that they might choose from?
0: I'm going to say they have a pretty good idea. <laughs> You know, could always change, but I don't think they're trading up not knowing who they want.
1: Honestly, I don't think I would feel good about it if I'm a Panthers fan if they didn't (laughs) know who it was. Really? You traded all that? You don't even know who it is? You don't even know which guy it is that you like? Really? That wouldn't make me feel real good if I'm a Panthers fan.
0: The 49ers 49ers traded three picks to get to number three, and then they acted like they didn't know they were going to take Trey Lance. I, I never believed that one.
1: I never understood that whole situation at all. Last thing, Andrew, you talk a lot about the Rams. Ooh. Well, we're seeing the other side of it with the Rams now. They had to trade Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, and it feels like those teams are almost switching. Right, the Rams are going more to a getting draft picks to rebuild this thing, whereas the Dolphins are more all in with Tua on the rookie contract.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you know you're never going to win an argument and maybe you agree with this side of things, Ross, the quote, but they want a Super Bowl. You're never going to, you're never going to uh, get those people to convert. I get it. But that team now they're old, <laughs> they're cap strapped and they got to start over. They basically are going to try to be the, the Chicago bears for the next couple of years. So it's really something, the the downfall of that team, how fast they fell. And now you got Stafford, who's untradeable and uncuttable. Donald, untradeable, uncuttable. Cup, untradeable, uncuttable. Obviously, they're star players. But after that, it's hard to find a lot of people you recognize on that team. They cut Leonard Floyd and, of course, this Ramsey trade. Uh, You know, it's just a... how is Sean pay, Sean McVeigh going to be as a coach of a trust-the-process team? We'll see. It's a whole new thing in L.A. Um, and as for the Dolphins, an interesting contract restructure with Ramsey. He actually took a $7 million pay cut in 2023 because I guess they wanted less cash, not only less cap on his deal, but he gets it all back in 2024 on a full guarantee. I don't know if I've seen that, Ross. I've seen cap restructures, but someone actually take less cash but get it back on a guarantee next year. That was really interesting to me.
1: If you're listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, you gotta check out Andrew on Twitter at Andrew Brandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, and listen to the Business Sports Podcast every week. If you listen to the Business and Sports Podcast, please check out Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We are three times a week in the offseason and daily. During the season. Andrew, appreciate the time.
0: Always great chatting with you. Great, Ross. And for people tonight, tonight, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna, because we're technically on the eve of free agency, since even though it already started, I'm gonna do a webinar. So go to sportsbusinessleague.com, sportsbusinessleague all one word dot com, and you can sign up for tonight's webinar all about CAP contracts, what goes on in New League year how teams structure contracts right now. What are the real contracts? What are the fake ones? I'm doing that tonight. So just in time you hear this, sign up for tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, and I'll see you tonight on the web. Love it. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. Guys, hope you always enjoy me and Ross getting together and talking through what a busy week in free agency and trying to take you inside that Aaron Rodgers Packers Jets deal, if it is indeed happening. By the time you hear this, it may have happened. Let's hope it has for a lot of you. Anyway, thanks for listening. Of course, sportsbusinessleague.com. Tonight is the webinar. Go there. You can also sign up for the Sports Business League, where I do daily videos. On Instagram, you get clips of it as well, at Andrew Brandt, too. Of course, my Twitter, Andrew Brandt. And the newsletter, if you're not getting it, you got to get it. Go to andrew-brandt.com. Get that newsletter every week free to your inbox on Sunday mornings. Thanks to producer Jack Connell, musical producer, my son, Sam Brandt. Thanks to all of you for listening. Always leave us a comment or ranking if you can. And I hope you share with your friends and think it's a truly unique podcast, the Business of Sports podcast. And we're nominated for Best Business of Sports podcast out there, too. I'll send you the link where you guys can sign up as well to vote. See you next week on the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.